It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back everybody to the podcast that just had a planning meeting before we started recording it's the pens and stuff podcast oh yeah um, i'm andrew i'm jim and i'm abby and we are back uh in separate places this week mm-hmm. yes we uh are a week removed from columbus i am even more in pain about the game than i was when we recorded last week <laughs> but nevertheless it's the pens uh, welcome back uh we, we are excited that you are here listening to us um, it's been a slow week for Penguins hockey. It has um, only two games to talk about this week, so we have mm-hmm. a little fun game um, about Penguins hockey um, that we're going to be doing. But let's talk about the games that happened this week. We have the Penguins playing the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday. They lost that one in overtime. Am I correct? That was an overtime no, it was, game, right? It was Vegas on Saturday in overtime. Vegas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it was Vegas in overtime on Saturday. No, we didn't um, lose in overtime to Vegas. Then, we we did not lose in overtime yeah. to Vegas. That's not what no, it's it just a regular loss. It's it's okay. not what I'm seeing on the on the uh, on the schedule. No, here. you're right. A three-two loss against Vegas in regulation, and then on Monday, a regulation loss to Arizona five-two-two. That was embarrassing. The, the biggest blunders of uh, the last twenty years. Yeah, they, yeah, we'll not talk about hockey. We'll talk about that. The hockey having, yeah. So yeah. let's talk about the Vegas game. Get, I did not watch either of these games because I'm an old man and in bed by nine, so <laughs> I didn't watch any of those. The East Coast, we're on the East Coast. Uh, well, we're in the Midwest, but Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys watched any of those, but go ahead and talk about what you think about the game. I didn't watch either game, but I was extremely depressed by the results. Of both, specifically mm-hmm. the Arizona game, because well, there was that goal that just Malkin scored on our own net. Well, Tanger scored on our own yeah. net on the with the a great defensive penalty. play with a great defensive play by Gino. He stopped it, and then it just slipped through. It was just extremely. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just felt, Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. 
I mean, it felt just about right. You know, you like, you see that play and you're like, yep, that, that makes sense for this team right now. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch either game, but it was tough. Well, I, I did, I did watch the highlights of both of these games and I got to say that, uh, the way the the Vegas game started, I was very pleased. The way that it ended, I wanted to, uh, you know, cause bodily harm to myself because it was absolutely, oh my goodness. it was absolutely atrocious. Um, it was not a great look. the The right goals, on. the goals given up were they they just the 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 go ahead goal um in my opinion should have been stopped um jari has to come up with that um and that's just not a that's just not a goal that um an nhl goalie needs to be letting in um but the other two i mean they were very good plays by by the by the uh golden knights and and they're let's let's face it they're a good team um but yeah, it was it was not good, and I, it, you know, it's been the it's been the issue that this team has had all season long, where you they get a lead and then they stop playing in the third period, and that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just it was not a good look at all. And then and then yes, the 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 game on the twenty second, um, that was just a, I don't I don't know how a team with the talent that this team has plays like that against a team like Arizona. That's it's, it's that Chicago game from last year all over again. Just we shoot ourselves in the foot and there's nothing that anyone can do about it. Seemingly. Um, Yeah. You know, you can, you can yell and you can scream and you can complain, but, nothing seems to change. And I don't know what this team needs to shake it out of its doldrums. Now there has been talk and I will, I will throw this out here. You guys can respond to it. There has been talk, a lot of talk on the message boards and even from some pundits um, saying that this team needs a shakeup and maybe at the trade deadline, we need to see one of the big three go. What do you say? And, and, and they're, they're specifically targeting Malkin in that. What do you think? Malkin will not get enough return after his play this year. He won't, we won't get back what he's worth. I don't think anyone's going to want to pay what he is actually worth after the season he's been having. When there are, there are quite a few other uh, guys on the trade block that would be more appealing to a, a contending team. I would disagree on, on at least one point of that i think though if gino went to another team i think that automatically inspires him to do better and i think he's just gotten way too comfortable here in pittsburgh he feels like nothing's going to happen to him like you know may, or, or maybe sully maybe sully needs to bench him for a couple of games and just say oh yeah, wow no oh, if you're gonna bench i'm sorry to interrupt no that's okay if you're gonna if you're gonna bench malkin you cannot bring him back. You don't bench a caliber, a player of caliber like that. Especially now, if it was like a John Cooper who had been there all as long as 
those players, like as long as Poynton's been there, as long as Kucherov has been there, gotcha. you could do it. I understand. But Sully came in after Malkin was already established, after Malkin won a Con Smythe, after Malkin won an R. Ross. Like, Sully has less power than Malkin does, and that's the problem. Right. I feel like. Well, then, then what do you think about trading him, Andrew? I, I think you could. But you could also trade a guy like Brian Rust. You could also trade a guy like Chris Letang. And I think that would be a wake-up call to Malkin being like, hey, Letang just got shipped off. You're not safe. And you'd have to do it before the deadline. Yeah. Because otherwise, Malkin would be like, well, sure, Letang's gone, but I still have a full another year before. Like, I can play the way I have been and be fine until next year, you know? Yeah, I, I, but something's got to shake this team up. Something has got to wake them up, and I don't. I don't know if there's. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything that can, aside from some kind of a drastic move by Dubis, uh, whether or not he's got the guts to do it or not I, I remains to be does. seen. Remains I personally, I was watching the Dallas Stars play the Anaheim Ducks last night, and I was just thinking this was way out of left field. And I'm like, if anyone would do this, this is Dubas. And this is probably never going to happen given the fact that this player is injured right now. But you send a guy like, I mean, probably not Gino because <laughs> that's not what the ducks want. But if somehow Dubas pulls the strings to get Trevor Zegers on Pittsburgh, I'd, I'd watch healthy, that. You get an asterisk there and he stays healthy. Yeah. Right. Like I think Pittsburgh that boosts Pittsburgh in a lot of the ways that they've been lacking especially like with youth and speed. However, one player like Trevor Zegers is not going to change the entire trajectory no. of the team. Now. And and he has not been able to stay healthy. He's had a, like two different injuries this year so far that have been, mm-hmm. he's played like 10 games or something. And so obviously that probably won't happen, but a trade like that in my brain is what hey. Pittsburgh really does need. Go ahead. Okay. Jay Gensel. You send Jay Gensel, you send uh, P.O. Joseph, you send a first-round pick this year, and you bring back Trevor Zegers. And McTavish. And if, anyone, if anyone could teach Trevor Zegers how to stay healthy, it'd be Cindy Crosby. Crosby suffered from injuries in his career. Yes, the, most of them were concussion-related, headache-related, but Crosby could help him learn how – to not get injured, I think personally. Let's for, add like, let's add McTavish to that deal. No, <laughs> I'm not getting rid of McTavish, but I will say something. The reason yeah, McTavish that Zegers, is a butt. You're right, Ivy. <laughs> the reason that Zegers popped into my head is because I think he's going to want out of Anaheim because they just up Drysdale. and got rid of his best friend. You know, he's. Yeah. I don't think he's going to want to play. For them, just the type of guy he is, I think he's going to take that personally. Yeah. Um, and I think he's the type of player that'll be kind of like more like an NBA player. Like, yeah, I'm not going to play for you kind of kind of thing. But he, he doesn't kinda, have that. Kind of like Cutter Gauthier. I, see, I don't know if Cutter Gauthier was. I think he had some actual problems with the Philadelphia organization, but I'm not going to get into that because that's all personal opinion because nothing has been said. However, um I think Trevor Zegers doesn't have the power right now to say, get me out of here because, you know, he's been injured and hasn't had a remarkable season mm-hmm. this year. And so I I do think he would be one of those players 
that could be dispensable for that team because they have such a deep center core that yeah, especially now like they could they could stand to you know trade Zegers for some more defense or something or or like a younger goalie or something like that you know right so yeah anyways that was just why that popped into my head I don't think no, it's like actually it. gonna happen but I was like what if that happened that would be it why could. so so getting back to the game in mullet arena yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that what an electric place though. Sorry. Yeah, it Sorry is, it is, it is an amazing, arena. it is an amazing place. It's great. Small, but a great, but here's, here's the other thing that's frustrating. You were on a power play, right? Hmm. Or, or the other team was on a power play. No. Yeah. The other team and was on a power play penalty committed. Now you have an opportunity. You're trying to kill clock. So you have a longer power play and, Latang and Malkin and Sid are all on the ice when that goal is scored. And that is an image that is going to be replayed over and over and over and over and over again. And a lot of people, that's going to be what they remember about these big three, especially if, you know, for some reason, Dubas decides to pull a trigger on a trade, whether it involves Malkin or whether it involves Latang. So that's going to be the last look of these three guys together. If that happens. Yep. Um, and, and I, I've got, I've got to believe that something like that has got to happen. I, I mean, I just, I mean, we have, we had such high hopes when the season started that this was going to be, an amazing year with the, with the talent that we had, the power play has been the, you know, five on five. We've kind of been meh Um, penalty kill. We've given up what five or six shorthanded goals. Um, There's, there's really, there's really nothing that, you know, goaltending has been mid Um, there's to me, there's really nothing about this team that jumps up and bites you in the rear end and says, you have to take us seriously because I don't think there's a team in the league that wouldn't come into Pittsburgh or have Pittsburgh come into their barn and they would be like, Oh my gosh, it's the penguins. I just, I just don't, I don't think this team is that good right now. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that the way the team has been set up, like the beginning of the season, it was, this is our year. We have to win for the core. Right. And since that's not happening, like, is it even feasible that that Dubis tries to, like, make this team a contender this year? Like, should we actually be thinking about the fact that we might not make playoffs? We might be conservative sellers at the deadline because with all of the problems that we have, like you said, nothing that we have right now is going to be good enough to win you a playoff series. None of the special teams, none of like the goaltending, like our defense has been probably the best. And that still has been just barely above average. And so with that, like, is, are we actually going to be trying to make a team for playoffs this year? Like, is that what our mindset is? Like it probably has to be because of the way that we set it up at the beginning of the season. But also I don't think it's feasible that we make it, 
past the first round if playoffs at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think, I think first, if we make the playoffs, we're out in the first round. I mean, look at, look at where we would be set up. We would probably be a wild card team and we would be playing one of the number one teams, either the Atlantic champ or the Boston or the Rangers as it sits right now. Yeah. And, and Do, do we, do we beat Boston or the Rangers? No, not not Do in we my beat world. The Panthers or the Hurricanes? Not in my world. We could possibly beat the Canes. Yes, that's the what only about, one. What, what about Tampa or Philly? Do we do we do, do we go in with confidence, saying we can beat the Tampa Bay Lightning or the? Philly I don't know how you can have confidence going into a playoff series with the team well, as it's constructed right now. Remember, we're the we're Pittsburgh sports fans. We always have confidence. We yeah. had confidence the Steelers would beat the Bills. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, you put money on that. That's one of I us. But. And it wasn't even on the money line, or not even on the over-under. It was over-under 10 points. Should have put it on the over, but you know what? It's okay. Anyway, <laughs> but right now, as it sits, we're, we got we got uh, four games in hand on the Red Wings who sit at the second wild card, um, and we're down by seven points to them. So if we just win those four games in hand, we are we're ahead of Detroit. As long as we don't play Detroit. Easier said than done. Easier said than done, for sure. Now the Washington Capitals are ahead of us, the Islanders, the Devils, the Wings. But we have two games in hand on the Devils and the Capitals and four games in hand on the Islanders. And and two games in hand on the Leafs and the, yeah. 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 Also, Philly is not, Philly has been not looking good. So Philly could drop out of the third spot in the Metro too. I mean, they yeah, got pretty quick. Devils, Devils are the next in the the fourth in the Metro, and they are uh, five points behind the Flyers and have three games in hand. So the Flyers and uh, the Devils have been looking really good as of late. Yeah, they've oh, been yeah. looking a in lot, in my opinion, a lot better. A lot better, considering they're still pretty injured. But uh, they'll be without McLeod and Foot, not huge role players. But Michael McLeod is a good, good player for them. But they are both. Dealing with other stuff at the moment. Correct. So, uh, yeah. So this next uh, next week, that that's the playoff picture again for the Penguins. This next week for the Penguins looks as so. I mean, it's the wild card, uh, the 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 break for uh, All Star break. So we have the Panthers tonight, Friday. Remember, yeah. Uh, uh, and then the, the the Habs tomorrow on Saturday when the podcast drops. Yep. And then they're off for the week until Crosby's in Toronto playing for the All-Star game. Yep. Uh, which, again, is happening, believe it or not. Whether or not you know that or not, it is happening. I forgot because marketing. Marketing. Um, yeah. The Penguins, don't, the, the, NHL? the Penguins don't play again uh, until the 6th. So, um, yeah, well, we'll finally have, uh, three or more, uh, (laughs) hockey games in a week, which hasn't happened for Penguins in forever. Well, yeah, Um, this, so, so the next, our next podcast, we'll be talking, um, about these two games that Andrew just mentioned and then the the all-star games that are coming up. We'll be talking about that. Um, yeah, that'll be that night, but then, um, then we only have one game that next week. Pittsburgh only has one game that next week. 
Uh, but then the following week we got four. So, um, yeah, so that'll be, that'll be, um, a better, more things to talk about in that podcast. So, so before we talk about the next week, uh, letter grade for this last week, F D D plus. I, I don't, I don't think there's in my mind, I don't think there's any way you can give them any credit for anything that happened this last week. Cause the two games they played uh, one, they got a lead and blew it. And the second, mm-hmm. the second one, they just looked like crap. And I don't, I mean, I mean, I don't mean to be anti Pittsburgh sports fan because I know, you know what you said, Andrew, we're always optimistic, but seriously, Usually. this, this team is, is, can I use the term putrid? I mean, it's just putrid no, no. right now. I, it's we're not, not, we, we have not strung together a, well, I can't say that because the Seattle cracking game was a full, full 60 minutes. It was, but we have, we haven't really, we, we haven't done that on a consistent basis, which is what you need to win. Yeah. Yes. Consistent playing like, okay. So I don't want to be that person who brings up the Dallas stars, but I'm going to do it because you're that they, person. I am that person, um, <laughs> but they have, they've had some struggles winning games over the past, however long, like they have, they haven't been as powerhousey of a team as we imagine the Dallas stars to be. However, in those you games, that, Dallas stars to be. I know them to be, um, okay. <laughs> but in, in those games, still the games that they lose, they're still in them. Like very, yeah. very rarely are they outmatched by an opponent. And that's what you want from a Stanley cup contending team. And I've never, I haven't seen that in the penguins at all this season. Haven't seen that bounce. Haven't seen that consistency. And they weren't even really that way last season either, which is why they missed the playoffs. So it's just, that's what you need. And that's not what we have. So again, it just begs the question, is this even a playoff team? Yeah. And and right now I would say, no, I mean, no, we're not, we're not, I'll, I'll I'll give them like you said, F D. Did you say D minus or D? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say uh, D is D minus because it was just. I like the way they started that 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 Vegas game, but then again, they just fell apart. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, with that being said, looking forward to the to the week, and then we'll jump into the game uh, after that. But uh, possible four points up for grabs for the Penguins. What do we think happens here in these next two days? today more well you're playing you're playing florida um uh, i've got nothing in my heart that says we're going to get a point out of that game but i think i think we beat i think we beat montreal and again it depends on on what happens in this first game you know do if they get blown out they may come back and just say you know screw this we're gonna kick montreal's butt um then again you know they might you never know with this. You never know how no. they're going to react to any given situation uh, as the year goes on. And it's just, it's like, it's like watching a, a bad B movie of, you know, with no plot. <laughs> it's just like, what's going to happen next? And it's just right. very frustrating. Yeah. It's extremely frustrating as a fan, but also as like someone like we're not analysts, but like trying to analyze this team, it's like, well, 
We could say that they're going to be this way, but they haven't proven themselves to be consistently this way. And they haven't proven themselves to be consistently good or consistently bad. It's just like exactly what you said. Like you never know what to expect. So it just makes everything more difficult. (laughs) So, so, so the old adage is this, um, you, you are as a team, what your record says you are right right now. Barely above average. We are, we are a mid team. team. We're a mid team and there's no, there's no getting around it. We're not the elites. We're not the trash, but the problem with this is that being that mid, in that mid range is which where it's just try that again, which is where we have been um, most years. It it leads us to a early playoff exit, and then yep. we don't get a good draft pick, and we no. we we you know it's I don't mean to bring football into it, but it's kind of what the Steelers' problem has been. They, good enough they've to been, get in. Yeah, and then not good enough to do done. anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd say two points, too. Yeah. Two Getting points. back to the question yeah. at hand. Yeah. Two points. Yeah. yeah. That that would be safe bet. Just two points. Um, but, yeah, all right. Uh, that is the week that happened, the week <laughs> that is going to come. And now for our game, we asked chat GPT to give us a title for this game and the game, the, the title that they came up with, with a little bit of added from Abby is the Pittsburgh power play ranking the best penguins players this season. So the way it works is I'm going to give uh, the team of uh, experts and analysts, which Abby, we are analysts. We have a podcast, <laughs> okay. uh, give them a name of a penguin player. So for say uh, Abby and we'll, we'll all, uh, when we give the name, we'll have a minute as a team to give our star rankings for that player and then have uh, some some a little bit of time to back it up. We only have a minute per player. Um, okay. And the star ranking can be anywhere from half a star to five stars. Uh, and we have nine players on this list. We're not going to do the whole team because that is ridiculous. Um, but that being said, Jim, start the clock. Abby, you have... Give us so we'll go through. Abby will give a star ranking. Jim will give a star ranking. I'll give a star ranking. Then Abby will have some time to back it up. Jim will have some time to back it up. And if time permits, I'll have some time to back it up. So, does that make sense? Yes. Do we understand how to play? It's blurry. We can't see the timer. Yeah, okay, there it is. All right, uh, Abby. The first player we have on the list is Sidney Crosby. Four point seven five. Oh, four point seven five. Uh, Jim, what's your star ranking for that? Four point five. Uh, I'm going to say five stars. He's the only reason we're any good. Abby, give us some time. We give it back it up. Back it okay. up. Okay. 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 Um, I think just the eye test, you know, Sid has been incredible this year. He doesn't age. Doesn't seem to bother him at all. I didn't give him a full five stars because there have been times where he has looked a little bit slower, a little bit less crisp on plays than, than vintage Sid, which is fair, but yeah. So 4.75. I said 4.5 because for all the reasons Abby said, but I think, um, I think the, the, the bigger reason that mine's a little lower than Abby's is because I think he, he hasn't like grabbed this team by, forgive me for saying this, but by the, by the balls and said, (laughs) we're, this is what we're going to do. So just, I, yeah. I think he's the only reason we're, we're above 500. He's, he's like, come on boys, get on my back. We're going to go to the playoffs. That's, that's what I. That's what I think. All right, uh, um, the next player we have Jake the Snake Gensel. Jim, you'll start first. Go ahead, give us your star ranking. Uh, four point two five. 
4.25. I'm going to say four stars. Abby? Uh, I will say 4.5. Okay. Right. I, I think Jake, I think Jake is doing very well this year. I don't think his year this year is as good as he was last year or the year before. Um, so he's kind of mm-hmm. dropped down a little bit. Um, scoring wise, he's still doing great. Um, second in points, second in goals. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's why I give him 2.5, 2.25. Yeah. Uh, 4.25. Yeah, I'm going to say four simply because Jake Gensel, we haven't seen what he can do without Crosby really. So like, mm-hmm. it, is it, be, is he having a good season because Crosby's having a good season? I don't know. But again, Jake Gensel still puts the biscuit in the basket more often than anyone on this team. So Jake yep. Gensel's four stars. I think the Sid thing is always going to be the narrative with Jake for as long as he's in the league. Yeah. And I think he is a good player. And I think he is good, not just because he plays with Sid. And he's having a phenomenal year. So, boom. There you go. All right. Uh, the next player we have on this list is Big Jeff Garter. Uh, I'm giving I'm giving him a two stars star ranking. Only two. Uh, I, I'm going to say two point seven five. Wow. I think Jeff. Just give him a three. I think Jeff is is at three point five. Wow. Um, and I'll explain All it right. if I get a chance. Yeah, you'll explain. Uh, Jeff Carter, he's playing fourth line minutes, and you just look, he's got seven points in like 38 games or something like that. And Valtteri Pustinen has the same amount of points in half as many games. So I I, I just, Jeff Carter's slow as frick. So I think Jeff Carter's slow. I think he's he's a fourth liner, though. He's not getting the ice time that he was, and he's not making the same defensive mistakes that he was. I think being on the wing has super improved his game. Like last year, I would have given him one point seven five, but this year, two point seven five, I think is right where he's playing. I think three point five is where he needs to, is where he is because he's doing a heck of a lot better than any of us thought he would this year. So True. deal with it. <laughs> valid, valid, valid. Next up, we've got the man, the myth, the legend. Christopher Latang. Abby, start right 3.5. 2.5. I'm giving him a three. Abby. Okay, Tanger is just, every year you're like, what are we going to get from him? He's great scoring defenseman, has not been looking good defensively, making so many costly mistakes. And it's just at this point with this team, he has to be better. Um, Chris Latang is uh, not as good as he was in the in years past um granted he's got uh, you know he's playing with other guys who are just as good as far as carlson and all them are concerned so that probably brings his play down a little bit or his need to play extremely well down but yeah i don't think he's doing as well as he he could be yeah i think he's benefiting a lot more from uh brian dumlin being gone and getting Patterson playing with him. I think uh, he he's been he's been playing just fine on the offensive side of the ball at puck, and I think defensively he's improved a lot. And like you said, the addition of Carlson is I'm defending Chris Latang. The addition of Carlson has needed or made him less. It made it less necessary for him to score as often as he. Oh, I agree. I agree. He's less jittery to jump up on the play for for me that the 2.5 came as a result of just of his defensive play i mean i with with carlson and even um you know some of the you know petterson and 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 the other guys playing well it's just i think defense is what we need from him not offense 
and he hasn't been producing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, sorry. Uh, I don't know. We're Never spending mind. a lot more totally than lie. 60 seconds on, on right, Crystal Ting. Yeah. Like, Crystal yeah. Ting, you defended. Uh, Afghani Malkin, Jim, what do you think? Okay, hold on. Let me start the clock here. Come on. There we go. Uh, I think 1.5. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh Malkin boy. gets a 2.5. I'm going to give Malkin 3.5. Really? Okay. Jim, defend your position. Uh, just the look of his last game in that it was just awful. It was just awful. So, so, so you're rating him just based on the last game? Uh, well, last no, game. I'm rating him over the course of the whole year. He's just not been as good okay. as he needs to be. Okay. I think, I think Malkin has been doing okay. He's had definitely had a drop off from the last season he's not Gino Machino anymore and it's it's kind of sad um but he he just he needs to learn how to wake up every day ready to be the Gino we know and love like yeah. when he chooses to be angry he's great i think uh Gino has been playing better than 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 everyone has been saying i, f- I feel like like he's not vintage Gino he's not a five star Gino mm. but he's he's doing a lot of the right things yeah he's just not getting the results and it's not consistent, which is why okay. he's not. Fair he's enough. Not Gino Machino anymore, yep. like you said. Yep. Okay. Tristan Jari, he gets a four from me. Abby. Uh, I'm gonna say four as well. I'm giving him a three. Yep. All right. I think Tristan Jari. Uh, he did have a little slump in the middle of the season. Um, how much of that was the lack of confidence that Sully was putting in on him, just by going with the high hand? And I know you do it, but you you know, like choosing that over him in a couple of places. Um, I think he's living up to the $5.5 million contract he signed. Um, will it age as well as it's looking now? Probably not. But I think Tristan Jari's been playing well. He's a starting goalie. Yeah. I, too, think Jari's been a very good goalie. And I think he's been actually better with Ned because he hasn't been having to take as much of the workload. He's actually staying healthy, which is a plus. I think there are games where he's looked bad, but our defense has also been playing bad. So there's just... His numbers aren't great, but I think he's been doing well. He's in a good spot. I think I think Jari can be better. I think sometimes he gets into his own head and mm-hmm. uh, winds up doing crazy stuff that he shouldn't be doing. So that's just me. Yeah. I I think I don't think, and if I can take a little extra time, I just don't. Yeah. I don't think he's he hasn't matured enough, in my opinion, over the last several years. And I'm not talking about his game. I'm talking about um, some of the ec- extracurricular stuff that he tries to do, which makes me laugh because I I love it. But I also I want to I want to see him be act like he's been there before. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, but then again, Mark Andre Fleury did the same stuff. Mark Andre Fleury did sport. stuff, but he didn't. I mean, he wasn't like. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't. I don't know. I'm j- not trying to. You know, I agree. I think Jari does do a little more than necessary. Okay, but. so let me let me ask you this though. At this point in their career, who is the better goalie? Oh, Mark. That's not a that. question. That's Mark what I'm saying. So so sure. so Flower had the the cachet to back it up and and get away with some of that stuff. Jari doesn't. Jari no. just needs to shut up and play. It's the same narrative yeah. of Jordan Bennington, though. He doesn't either. Exactly. But he still does it. I don't want Jordan Bennington to be my goalie. Bennington took a team to a cup. 
he yeah. was the he was one of the main reasons they won that cup. Uh, yeah, in a so, hot, in a hot rookie year, which is fine. But. Yeah. that's what Murray did too. Yep. And where is so, Murray now? Exactly, but I'm just saying. Uh, I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. No, I'm saying that the rookie cup doesn't mean that much. Is what I'm saying. Oh, disagree, but that's okay. Uh, next guy on our list, we have Valtteri Pustin and Abby. Give us a grade. Four point two five. Yeah, I didn't start yeah. it. Sorry. Come on. <laughs> there we go. There Sorry. Go. <laughs> uh, I have him at three. Three. I, I say three as well. Abby, give us a backup. I say based on expectations, he's he like well, our expectations. He's an AHL player, right? You're bringing him in because of injuries. He has outplayed expectations by far. I, he has Done. plenty of room to grow. He can play a lot of different places, but he's been outperforming expectations which is why I gave him such a high grade. Right. I, I put him at 3.25, actually. I know I said three. I meant 3.25. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think that's where the .25 came uh, in, is that he is doing better than expected at this point. And I'd like to see him – I'd like to see him get some more playing time because I think that would help him in his confidence and, and to be do even better. But, yeah, 3.25 is where I've got him. Agreed. I think I think – Three is perfect, like you said, uh, above, uh, past expectations for sure. He shined a little bit he shown last year when he came up, but I think he's just taking it to a whole other level. And I agree. I think he should play with Chick Gensel and Sid. That may be saying, going too far, but I think he should. <laughs> no, I think um, he should. I think he should too. <laughs> hey, uh, Ryan Graves is our next guy. Jim, you get a start here uh, for Ryan Graves' big offseason acquisition. Well, free agent signing, I should say. Carlson was the... Yeah. Um, I actually have Graves. Uh, I actually, I have no idea with Graves. I, I, I <laughs> valid. he's been, he's I been mean, up and down all year. So no, I guess I, three, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Valid. I'm going to give him a 1.5. Ooh. Wow. I said 3.75. Okay. Whoa. Uh, uh, okay, I, I'll say, and I already kind of gave my reasons. Yeah. I think he's been up and down all year. There are times when he looks like, you know what we hoped he would be at times. He looked like an absolute bust, but yeah, I mean, he just looks lost out there. Sometimes I, I don't understand why I think he needs to take some time off this off season. Just recalibrate. I don't know. It just, it looks terrible. I don't know why. I think he's a pretty good defenseman to be honest with you. I think he was getting too many minutes on the first, on the first, pair and it just caught up to him but I think overall he's a really good defenseman he's been one of the most consistent mm. defensemen besides Marcus Pedersen for this team so no okay uh she's just making too much to not get first or second line minutes that's my that's fair but also I think they out they overworked him at the beginning of the season yeah uh, all right we got one more Ricard Raquel uh I start I guess I'm gonna give him a 2.5 I say four Abby? I, I gave him a 3.5. I want to be in your classroom, Abby. I say 2.5 uh, simply because uh, he went through a terrible slump this beginning of the season. I understand players do that, mm-hmm. but it affects your star ranking when, when you go through a slump. Um, getting paid $5 million, playing top-line minutes, you should be putting up more goals than he has this far through the season. He has started hurting up, but at the mid-season mark, he's a 2.5. I think he – I mean, he, he started out in a slump, then he got injured for like – 15 yeah. games. So that's part of the reason why his stats aren't aren't doing very well. But mm-hmm. the past 20 games, he's been 
one of the best players on our team. He has been consistent on both sides of the puck. He has been, he's just been that consistency that we need and we're not getting enough from the other players. Yeah. Um, I, I think I gave him 3.5 because I think he's doing slightly better than average. So <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. I mean, compared to the rest of the team. Yeah. But still 2.5. All right. So that was our med season rankings for nine of the best players on the playing games. Um, we will take a, We'll take a short break and we'll come back with random crap. We want to talk about the day. 10 players on the next on the list for the best 45 in the last 45. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That means you get $200 to use on any bet you'd like, like their same game parlays, their anytime goal scorers, player props, goalie props, or which team's going to win which period. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void, in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Okay, guys, welcome back. We have some more random crap we want to talk about today. It's not really random because it's it's planned crap, I guess, planned crap we want to talk about today, where uh, we are continuing the top 45 players of the last 45 years list. Um, I will recap for those of you who don't know. And if you don't, if you want to follow, go to my Twitter. Uh, the linked or the pinned post is a link to the article where I'm just posting all my written reviews. You can read that there if you want to catch up on that as well. But the first... We got some honorable mentions, um, which I don't have written down. It's uh, Mark Andre Fleury didn't make cut. Um, where's your shoot? <laughs> Abby's incredulous. Your list is is null and void and is meaningless to me now. You did you you knew that back at the beginning? Did I know that back at the beginning? Yes, Dennis Savard, well, Joe Thornton, Phil Kessel, Eric Lindros, Mark Andre Fleury, all honorable mention players. They missed the cut. I'm okay with Eric Lindros not being on the list. I know you are. Said Penguins fan. Oh, so our first player from number 45 was uh, the man himself, Chris Letang. And then Duncan Keith was also on there at 44. 43 was Jonathan Taves. 42 was Andre Vasilevsky. 41 was Mike Medano. That was the first round of players. And second round of players, uh, Austin Matthews made the cut. Uh, Eric Carlson made the cut. Uh, Ed Belfour, Martin St. Louis, and... Anze Kopitar. So that was the top or the bottom 10 players. That's 35 or 36 through 45. Now we have 10 players this week since we did not do it last week and we have it scheduled out to where it'll 
line up with the end of the season. Or actually, no, we don't have it lined up that way. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We, had it, we, we said five every <laughs> week, and since we missed last week, we're going to do ten this week. So, number 35 on the list. Are you guys ready for this? You're not ready for it. Can you Any guesses based on the silhouettes you see up here? Mm. Any guesses? Leon Dreisaitl. Wow. Now, he did not make the cut. Oh, honorable not mention. Not even an honorable mention. Not well, even yeah, an honorable mention. He hasn't. I mean, he hasn't won any individual awards. He hasn't won. A Ron Stanley Francis. Cup. Well, no, he wants. He wants some heart trophies, I think, or Art Rosses. Ron Ronnie Francis. Oh, maybe an Art Ross. Ronnie Francis. No, no. Ronnie Francis. Number thirty-five is Keen Hendrick. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he was yeah one of Andrew, best that was for Luongo. That Lou. was for Luongo. My bad. But Luongo. It is Hank. Sorry, guys. I get them. I get them confused all the time too. Luongo, I don't think made the list. I can't remember, but (laughs) um, no, he didn't. Um, Honorable mention, Luongo. Uh, But King Hank was about one of the was one of the best three best goalies for about ten years from the late two thousands to the early two thousand tens. He won a Vesna Trophy in twenty fourteen fifteen and finished top three four other times in Vesna Trophy voting. But I mean, you had so many good goaltenders. Like you had Flurry. I mean, Flurry didn't win any until recently but you had flurry you had uh bob you had uh holtby you had like you had these great goalies in the same same era as king hank uh but he finished his career with 459 wins 310 losses 69 ties or over or 96 ties or overtime shootout losses uh overtime and shootout losses uh 64 shoutouts and a goals against of 243 2.43 and a save percentage of 0.918 uh the reason that Hank actually made this list was simply because of the cup run in 13, 14. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was the backstop to that team and he, he didn't even have a 60 goal, a uh, 60 point score on that team. Can I say something about that, that year? Yeah, if, if they'd had, if they'd had just any kind of goal production in that finals, they would have won it. Yeah. They uh, lost to the Kings, I believe was the team that beat them. Uh, but he, he is bad. Zuccarello was the highest scoring player on that team that year during the regular season at 59 points. Yeah. And they made the finals, which is ridiculous. He made the playoffs also 12 years. Also, he made the playoffs 12 out of the 15 years he played and had an overall playoff stat line of 61 wins, 67 losses, a 2.30 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. He also posted That's 10 incredible. shutouts and 130 games played in the playoffs. That's that incredible. Is an ins- those are insane stats. Yeah. For yeah. The playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And but but the fact that he had those stats and is 61 and 67 yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It means yeah. It, had- it just proves that the Rangers the only reason the Rangers were any good during that time was because of Lundquist. King Hank. Yep. So that's why he's even, on the list. they didn't even want anything for him. No, they didn't. That that's what sucks. But he still made like, the he still made the haul. He still made the haul. Yeah. He made the haul. If if you put Hank on this Rangers team now. Oh, oh. They're unstoppable. Like prime Hank. Prime. They are absolutely yeah. unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. They not are. They were not amazing, but Lou no. is. They're, or Lundquist is better. Lundquist is better. They're Hank not better. only. They're not only favored to win the cup, but favored to win the cup by a large a ton. margin. Yeah. Yeah. Minus three hundred to make the cup. All right. Uh, the next thirty-four player, Marian Hosa. I know. I know. As Penguins, <laughs> we're, not, we're not too excited. But you look at the numbers. Uh, Hosa. Uh, what's getting him on the list? Five Stanley Cup appearances, right? His numbers are significant, having 1,134 points in 19 seasons, uh, 525 goals, 609 assists, 
but five Stanley Cup appearances is what really puts him up there. Uh, you could complain about him having three wins, you know, like pull the LeBron James argument. He only's won four out of ten. Three out of five, uh, you could do that. But, I mean, he missed the playoffs twice in 19 years. Only twice did he miss the playoffs in 19 years. Uh, he he was on five teams in 19 years, average of four, team, four years per team. That's a big yikes. He played seven years in Ottawa, eight years in Chicago, uh, two and a half years in Atlanta, half a year in Pittsburgh, and then a year in Detroit. Uh, because, you know, he, he was on the Penguins Cup run in 07, 08, said signing with Detroit gave him a better chance to win, and made the Cups again, Cup again, lost to the Penguins. Hilarious. <laughs> I saw a Better Pens fans, yes. I saw Marion host a Detroit jersey at a thrift store the other day. <laughs> and uh, you I was like, it, man. I could buy this, but I decided against it. Was it a, Mar- was it a Marion Hosa Detroit jersey? Uh-huh. Yeah. The reason the reason Hosa isn't higher is because he wasn't the reason he won those cups. He went to the Blackhawks. He he had Kane, he had Taves, he had Keith, he had Patrick Sharp, Dallas Stars legend. Yep. Corey Crawford. Like he played like one year in Detroit Dallas, I think. That's or something funny. like that. But uh I mean he finished he was ranked seventh, fourth, and fourth in scoring for those cup runs with the Blackhawks. And uh, that's the reason he's not higher is because there's another guy who's on that team who's ranked higher than him, who's on still up higher on the list. So who could that be? Forward. I wonder. I wonder. Hmm. Patrick Sharp. Yeah, Patrick oh, yeah. Sharp. The next Patrick player. We Sharp. got Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask. Over on the right side of your screen, if you look. Tuka. Staring up in this space. Looks like he should be on the Endgame poster. Yes. That is uh, true. Yes. <laughs> like like I said earlier. The early 2010s was a great, great goalie, mm-hmm. goalie time. Yeah, Tuukka Rask as well. Um, and, pick and any decade for like, like any year in that, and you have like four Hall of Fame goalies playing. And and they were talking about this the other night when Flurry beat out uh, Patrick Waugh for the second place in most wins at all yeah. time. Yeah. And they're like, this Flower is the last goalie of an entire era. And this era of goalies is completely different. Mm-hmm. It's like they're they're leaning more into the tandem style, and it's just yeah, it's the end of an era of it's like a lot, elite elite goaltending. Yeah. It's a lot again to tie it to the NFL, like running backs now. They're going tandem. Yep. They're, you don't see a lot of bell cow running backs. You don't see a lot of bell cow goalies either, right? Which is crazy. But yeah. back to Tuukka Rask. Uh, his stats are 308 wins, 164, 65 losses, 66 ties and or overtime shootouts losses, uh, 52 shutouts and a goals against of 228 and a save percentage of 921, the same that Lou had or Lundquist had in the playoffs. Uh, his personal accolades are one Vesna, a William M. Jennings trophy in 19 and 20, plus a two all-star vote, uh, all-star appearances. Uh, the reason uh, that... Wait, uh, the reason that Rask is above Lundqvist is because he does have a cup in his trophy case. Um, not that he was starting for it, but he was he he backed up Tim Thomas to that that 2011 tr- trophy for Bruins. Hank looks better on paper, but uh, uh, Tuukka Rask has a cup, so that's the reason he's there. He made the playoffs six, uh, or excuse me, he made the playoffs eight years that he was in the league, and uh, made a deep playoff run in six of those eight years playing 104 games in the playoffs. And because of this, Tukarask is at 33, number 32. And this, so 
going to be honest. I was sitting, typing it up uh, today, the list, and I was like, well, I had a guy here at 32, and I bumped him all the way up to 28 because I realized that I had him too low. So this guy should have been 31, but he's 32, and it is Pavel Datsuk. Love the guy. You have to. Pavel Datsuk, dude. Pavel Datsuk is one of the greatest Red Wings to play in the last 45 years, in my opinion, and one of the silkiest puck handlers on the list. If you look up his his highlights, they speak for themselves. Uh, His stats are 314 goals, 604 assists, and a total of 918 points in 953 games played. He won two cups with the Red Wings, beating the Hurricanes in his rookie year in 01-02 and in 08-09 against the Penguins. Played on a team with Marion Hossa. Fun fact. Uh, he lost uh, his third and last final appearance the following year against the Penguins. Just had to put that in there, just you know, for posterity's sake. Right. He his playoff stats are crazy, uh, posting forty two goals and seventy one assists in hundred and fifty seven games. Uh, and he made the playoffs yearly in the NHL. He never missed a postseason in his career. Uh, individually, he's won a three Selkies, four Lady Bings. And had one all-star appearance, and that puts him at 32. One all-star appearance? Only one all-star appearance, yeah. That's That's awful. Yeah. That's And then 31. Patrice Bergeron. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with that. This one may be more heart than head, just because I love Patrice Bergeron. (laughs) But he is one of the best leaders on and off the ice in the the NHL has ever seen. Uh, Bergie led the Bruins for 19 years, uh, a one-team wonder, which if you've read or listened to the whole list recently, you know I love those one-team wonders, like Datsuk, like Kopitar. That's why they get so high up on the list, like Taves, like, you know, mm-hmm. one one one's team wonders are awesome. His stats are, you know, not eye-popping. They're 427 goals, 613 assists, totaling 100, 1,040 points. He's played 120. 1,257 games. Uh, he's a six-time Selkie winner, taking away great, taking him away from great players like Kopitar and Taves, who are already, you know, both on the list. Uh, he's won a Clancy, given to the best leader and humanitarian, human, humanitarian, humanitarian, excuse me, off the ice, and a Messier, given to the best leader on the ice. He took the Bruins to three Stanley Cup finals, winning one in 2010, 11. Obviously, he wasn't a captain then. I believe he was wearing an A, though, back in 2010 um, and 11. He's played 170 games in the playoffs, making the postseason 14 out of the 19 years that he played. And like I said, uh, he probably ranks higher in my personal rankings than he does on this list, but 31 is as high as I could have. So there you go. That's the, the I think that, was that five already? Yep. Yeah. There's five. Give them to give my give your thoughts before I go further. Like you said, you didn't like Bergeron on the list this high. Is that right, Dad? Oh no 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 no! I'm I'm fine with him on the list. I, I'm I'm fine with everyone you got on this list except Hosa. But that's just because yeah. that's more of a heart thing than anything. Yeah. But. Who would you Who would you put up there? You know, like who would be forty five if he was off the list? I don't know. Would you put Flurry Kessel? Eric Lindros? Not Eric Lindros. <laughs> Abby, do you have anything to say against no, this list? I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I want you guys I, to rip it. I think Datsu should be higher than Bergeron. What? That's what I think. You know, Datsu only had one all-star appearance. 
Yeah, yeah but that's that not that's difference. not his fault though. You can't, you, you, you have can't. to you also have to consider um the 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 um what was I going to say the other guys on his team the, the I mean yeah. he played there were like four other and, all-star caliber players on Yeah, that and that's and why that, he that's why he's lower. Because you you can't say that he was one of the main reasons they won those cups. Oh yeah, you can, but can but he if, if, okay yeah. But your argument is if if Sasuke so, should be higher, then what about uh, Lindstrom? What about Oz? Like those guys? Did they not help with those cups? Yes, but what I'm saying is though that Datsuke was the heart of that team. He did. I, I mean, other guys scored more. And got the All Star appearances more, but Datsuk was the most consistent. He was mm-hmm. the most entertaining, in my opinion. He did things that that nobody else could do. I, I in my opinion, um, and some of the things that he, like the things that he tried to do and succeeded in doing, most guys wouldn't even try. Right? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. even we even call that one that one you know. That Dot one Suk thing, flip. a dot, dot soup flip, right? And that's, that's to me, that he is, to me, and this is something because I'm not a Detroit Red, Red Wings fan by any stretch of the imagination, but to me, uh, yeah, he, is, I, Detroit Red Wings he is iconic. Yes. Okay? Yes. And so and, for that yeah. reason, I think he needs to be a little bit higher on the list. But, that's, but I have no issue with him, like from what you said and the stats yeah. being what they are. Having him there, but honestly, I think he should have he should have had more than one All Star appearance. But it always went to guys like Iserman at the beginning of his career. It went to guys mm-hmm. like Zetterberg in in the at near yeah. the end of his career. Yeah. Totally forgot about Zetterberg because those two guys were more of the face of the franchise than Pavel Dodzik. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, Pavel Dodzik was a trailblazer in his era, mm-hmm. and he. He is one of the biggest reasons that the NHL is the way it is today. As as skilled up as the NHL is today is because Pavel Datsuk dared to do what he did on the ice. Did he ever get beat up for being skilled up? Probably. (laughs) All right. So. Next five. Thank you for those words. Disagree, but thank you. (laughs) Of course you disagree because it's your list. It is my list. Joe Newendike is number 30 on our list, Dallas Stars legend. Uh, Newendike, like I said last or last time we did the list, uh, with St. Louis, didn't know much about him, uh, but it was great to learn more. Uh, he played five for five different teams during this 20-year career, playing on the Calgary Flames, Stars, Devils, Leafs, and the Panthers. His stats are very even. It's hilarious. He has 564 goals and 562 assists. Um, gathering a total of 1,126 1, points. Um, individually, he won a Calder in 87-88 for his rookie season, obviously. A King Clancy and a Conn Smythe in the 98-99 finals with Dallas, with which he won with Ed Belfour, who's also on the list. Okay. Right. Uh, he also and won Brett Hull. Else, Mike Madonna. And Brett Hull. And Brett Hull. Was on that, uh, was on that team, too. <laughs> Newendike made it to the playoffs for 16 years out of his last or out of his 20 years in the NHL. Played 158 games and made it to the finals four times. Twice with Dallas, once with Calgary, and another time with New Jersey. But he only won it 
once, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. I got to check it. I don't have it written down. I mean, I have it on another. Uh, no, he won it three times. My bad. Twice, uh, twice with Dallas and then with the Devils. Um, so, again, that's all I got for Joe Newland, and he's at 30. This, I don't think the Stars have won two Cups. Then maybe he won it with Calgary. The Stars yeah. have only won one. You're right. Sorry, my bad. I misspoke. Because they lost to the Penguins. The, the North Stars. The other one that he made, yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Moving on. This was the guy that I said was super high up on the pyramid. Adam Oates. Wow, look Adam at him Oates. way up there. Look at him all the way up there, right next to this guy in black and gold. I wonder who that is. Um, <laughs> uh, Light show. I knew very little about Adam Oates, uh, but this man could score. His stats are ridiculous. He's the first guy to average over a point per game on this list in his career. Um, and he's that far he down. Played, well, because he played for seven teams. Oh, that's see, true. That's true. See, see Andrew, Andrew's, Andrew likes guys who are yep. consistent to their team. Um, and the reason he's above Joe Newendike is simply because of the numbers. Uh, 341 goals and 1,079 assists for a total of 1,420 points in 1,337 games. Um, he played The seven teams he played for, Detroit, St. Louis, Boston, Washington, Philly, Anaheim, and Edmonton. Uh, he only his only individual hardware is a All Star selection in the ninety ninety one season. Um, he made it to the playoffs, uh, fifteen times, missing only four years in his nineteen year career, and was seven points away from averaging a point per game in the playoffs. Wow, only mm-hmm. seven points away. Uh, he made it to two Stanley Cup championships, losing both. Uh, he lost one as a Washington Capital to the T- Detroit Red Wings. And as a mighty duck against the New Jersey Devils, yeah. uh, which was funny because he played for all four of those teams. Uh, <laughs> but that's what you get for bouncing around, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in uh, and I know individually and from a Stanley Cup championship, he doesn't look like he should belong this high on the list. But or it, you know, like as an award, you know, accomplished sure. player. But the stats are ridiculous. So he sits at twenty nine. This next guy, this was the guy that I had at 32 and had a bump up, or 31 and I had a bump up, Team Mussolini. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I looked and I was mm-hmm. like, I can't put Timu that low. But, where, I mean, people where, may think he's low anyway. Where is Team he? Mussolini is right here next to Bergeron and Martin St. Louis oh. and Kopitar. He's, he's he, right needs a, he needs a bigger face, man. That's a picture from his rookie year. He anyway, kind, He kind of <laughs> gets lost in there, man. Where'd he go? Anyway, go ahead. Right there, see him. Yeah, I see him. I see him now that you pointed him out. (laughs) All right, Uh, this guy, uh, Timu Solani. This guy, I say, Timu Solani. This guy. uh, His stats are again. He's over point per game for his career. Six hundred eighty-four goals, seven hundred seventy-three assists in fourteen hundred and fifty-one games played. He has here. Here are the hardware. Here's the hardware: a Calder, four All-Star game appearances, a Rocket Richard, and a Bill Masterton Trophy. And he scored 50 goals in a season. In a season. He scored 50 goals in a season. What is this? More than once? I don't know what the... No, he, yeah, he scored 50 goals in a season three times and topped 100 points. Uh, no, he topped 100 points three times and top, uh, scored 50 goals on four occasions. He played a whopping two, 21 years and holds the record for most goals in a rookie season at 76. Which might be a pro on NHL 24 is about to beat, by the way. Um, <laughs> anyway, of course. Uh, 
The reason he's so low, can anyone guess? Uh, was he on teams. three different teams? He jumped around well, too many well, times. Also yeah, he played did, on four teams. Oh, okay. What did, he win a, did he win a cup? Yeah, he, he did. He won the one with Anaheim. He won one cup. Yeah, right? and he wasn't even, you know, he wasn't the engine that could on that team. He had guys like Scott Niedemeyer and Ryan Getzlaff, Corey Perry. Kawi Perry. Kawi Perry, yeah. Ryan Miller in net, I believe, was where he was at. But um, Really? Yeah. Well, hold on. Anna, he was... I thought he won with Paul Correa and 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 them. I don't think he ever played with. I could be wrong. I've been wrong Quick once or twice before. Wait, wasn't Paul Correa on that team with Corey Perry? Corey Perry was like been. a young, young, young kid. Uh, they won their first Stanley Cup. Yeah, Paul Correa was on that team. It was two thousand two two oh one oh two. Boom. Okay. But I was so no. But oh, Corey, oh, 2001, they won the cup. Is no? No, they I didn't. I think it was 2007 they won the cup. Well, then when did he win his cup? I know he played. We're gonna have to cut this out, guys. That's all right. I'm sorry. I uh, I'm just. I'm confused. No, I appreciate you calling me out. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks won the cup in 2007. And for some reason, Cam Fowler's picture is the thing that pops up, which is hysterical. No, that was the year he won the cup, guys. In 2007? One cup winner. Yeah, 2007. He won it in Anaheim. Yeah. Right here. And uh, which that's John Sebastian... Jaguar, Timo Solani, Andy McDonald, Scotty Neymar, Chris Chris Kunitz, Chris Bronger, Ryan Getzlaff, Corey Perry. I was right. Yeah. So. Oh Korea. no, Ryan Miller was not in that. So, John Sebastian Greer. Jaguar. Jaguar is the, how you Jaguar? pronounce that. Yeah. That's not how you say that. But no, he was not on this team. What were you saying, Dad? Who Who were you saying? Korea. Paul Korea. Paul Korea was not on this team. Okay, I knew I I knew Timo won it with Corey Perry. I knew he did. I knew he did. I'm a Ducks fan, guys. I knew he did. Huh. Okay. I thought for sure. Okay. My bad. Then forgive me for being an idiot. It's okay. We love you. Ah, I'm glad you do. Did he play with Paul Korea? He probably played. Yes, he did. Yeah, he played with Paul Korea. So that might be what you were thinking. Yeah. Anyway, continue. All right. Uh, So uh, team who won the cup with the Mighty Ducks in 2006, 2007. Uh, I have it right here written down. Anyway, uh, he, he played a uh, team who played for 21 years and only made the playoffs 13 years, which is another reason he's lower. Um, uh, a disturbing fact, you know, he only, he only averaged 10 games played per playoff he made. So like, that's like round two or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, that makes Timu Salini slot in here at 28, a little bit lower than people probably would have liked, but that's where he is. Sorry. This next guy you mentioned at the beginning of this, Dad, Ron Francis. There he is, my man. I love you, yes, Ronnie. He's in a Carolina Hurricane jersey. But Ron yep. Francis is a two-time Stanley Cup winner, four-time All-Star, three-time Lady Bing winner, a Clean Clancy, and a Frank L. Sulky Award winner. Oof, that's a lot of hardware. He put up 589 goals, 549 goals, excuse me, and 1,259 assists 
averaging over a point per game for his career, 1798 points in 1731 games. And average, and yeah, I just said that. Uh, Francis played 23 seasons and had three seasons where he put up 100 or more points and 22 seasons where he scored over 50. That means he only had one season where he scored under 50 points. Uh, in terms of playoffs, he made it 17 out of 23 seasons and made it to the finals three times, winning two with the back-to-back Pittsburgh Penguins of the 90s. Woo! Uh, he also averaged 10 playoff games per season, putting up double-digit points in five playoff runs. Okay. Did you say he played for 23 seasons? Yes. Dang. So now, uh, quick, quick, uh, quick, quick yeah. thought. Now, I just wanted, how many teams did you say he played for? That's a good question. I don't think I have it written down. Or not there. Uh, Ron Francis played for three teams. Uh, actually, he played for two teams. Because he started with the Hartford Whalers. Yes. Then he was traded to Pittsburgh. And then Pittsburgh, yes. I think I think he went as a free agent back to the Whalers, which were the no, Hurricanes. No, the they time. were the Hurricanes. That's right, but it's, it's, it's the same franchise. Uh, not according to some people. Did you hear that <laughs> uh, argument that the Carolina Hurricanes should not be able to wear the Whalers jerseys, even though they're the same franchise? He played 12 games for the Maple Leafs at the end of his career. Boom. Roasted. Oh, there we go. Okay. So he so has three. played for th- three different franchises. All right, fair enough. I was about to pull that out. Thank you, Abby. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. And No, it's okay. Thank you. Uh, busted. Uh, no, but uh, the reason uh, another thing that adds to his legacy is that he is currently the general manager of the Seattle Buckcrafts, and he's put together one of the greatest. Well, in my opinion, one of the better franchise, not better than Vegas, but like they're winning, and he's put together a heck of a team over there in Se- Seattle. So that adds to it, and he says at twenty-seven, and finally on this list, the ten, the number twenty-six. Scott Niedemeyer. I mentioned him earlier, talking about Timu Solani. But Niedemeyer played most of his career with the New Jersey Devils until 05-06, where he played for and captained the Anaheim Dugs until his retirement in 2010. Uh, In 18 years in the NHL, he put up 172 goals and 568 assists, which is not super impressive, but he's a defenseman. And his plus-minus for his career was at plus 167. Wow. That's great. a great accomplishment. He made the playoffs 15 times out of his 18 years and won the cup four times, three with the Devils and one with the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Individually, he uh, awards include a Norris in 03-04, a Conn Smythe in 06-07, and four all-star nods. And now the reason he is higher than Francis or Datsuk or a lot of these guys is because he won four cups. And he did that while being loyal to his teams. He played in New Jersey for a... 13 years and won three cups. He played for the Ducks for five years, won a cup. And I just I just think that I love it when guys will stick out with a team and do it. Like, it's great that McDavid's staying where he is. Is he winning? No. Like Matthews, you know, like these guys who stick to it. And that's one of the big things about this list. So there you have it. The next 10 in the list, that's uh, 25 players, fun fact, of the last 45. We are halfway through the list, and there are plenty more names to go. Guys. What are your thoughts so far? I, I I loved I loved Scott Niedermeyer. I didn't I, I loved him as a as a guy. I loved watching him play because I thought he was really good, but I hated him because he always knocked Pittsburgh out of the playoffs when he, I was, mean, he was with Jersey. Bills, yeah. 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 And so um so yeah, I kinda kinda hated his guts when he was with New Jersey. But um uh-huh. but yeah, looking back on it, he was 
he was a very steady and i i think if i'm not mistaken he got traded um to to the um the ducks the ducks uh maybe during the off season or maybe during the season um yeah so i i don't i don't know if it if it you know was his choice to to leave new jersey yeah. if if he would have stayed his whole career with New Jersey, I think he probably would have because yeah. he he, yeah, he, he probably got there. traded during the lockout season because I did not see any transaction like in the during the season. Oh, okay. okay, and so it probably was either during the lockout in 04 or five or during the offseason, like you said. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Abby, any thoughts? Just that Datsuk should be higher. That's all. Oh my goodness, <laughs> she's still on that. I'm a big Datsuk gal. You know that's, how that's all. all right. That's valid. So that has been random crap we want to talk about today. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to you know me rant and ramble about these guys. It's been fun learning a lot about some guys that I didn't know, like Joe Newendike. Yeah, the Scott Niedermeyer, Ron Francis. Like I knew, I know the names. I don't know what they did or anything, but it's been fun. It's been a fun experiment. Um, so yeah, we got a lot more current players up ahead. So yeah, come back. All right, cool. So, time for prediction contest. Oh, yes, 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 yes. What a great uh, week so it was. So, let's get a rundown of what has happened thus far in the prediction contest. Jim. All right. This is your time to shine. Yes, it is. Hang on just a second. So the one thing you get to do the entire... <laughs> okay, the so... The we let him talk. So, time. Um, the only time we let him run anything. Here we go. Here we go. So, the team predictions this week. We had a... As a team, we had a great week. We had a heck of a week, man. Um, we went yeah, we, we went eighty percent this week. Mm-mm-mm. As as a team. I, I love how you're trying to make this a team thing. It's not a team thing. It's a competition. But but it's no, 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 he no. Knows he's gonna lose. But listen, listen, we make Rain it a and champ, baby. Rain and champ. We make it a team thing because as as a podcast, you know, we we would put our prediction skills against any other podcast out there. It's true. And since we're sitting at 80% overall this year, that's pretty dang good. I think. I suppose. Don't you, don't you, I mean, well, I guess 80% this week. Overall, we're 52.9%. So, no, I don't like our chances going up. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. But I would not put money on myself. We we all had a great week this week. Andrew went three for five. Abby went four for five, and someone With else correct score. Someone else went a hundred percent this week and got every winner right this week. So I'm very pleased with my performance this week. Hey, your boy, your boy got you got a right score. I'm happy for you. Score. Well done. Three points. Well done. Thank the Florida you. game. So. So overall, you both got five points, and I only got four. So just shush. that that's true. That's true. Okay, so here's here's Very how true. it broke down. So the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh at Vegas game. Uh, Vegas won that game three to two. Abby and Jim both picked Vegas to win that game, and so we both got a point. Uh, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Uh, everybody picked Detroit to win that game. Detroit won at two to one, and uh, we all picked it to go to overtime. It did not go to overtime, but uh, but we all got a point for that game. And then uh, Florida and Nashville, we all picked Florida, and Andrew actually got the right score. Florida won that game four to one, so Andrew got three points in that game, and uh, Abby and Jim both got a point. Uh, Winnipeg at Toronto, 
this was a game that did not live up to expectations. I'm just saying, because it was a one nothing game in overtime. But Toronto came out on top, and so I got a point on that one, uh, barely, but I got a point. And then uh, the last game of the week was Boston at Ottawa. We all picked Boston. Boston won it in overtime, 3-2. to two. Uh, And so the final scores uh, for Week 16 – uh, Jim in first place at 44, Abby in second at 42, and Andrew very close at 41. So that's yeah, where we are heading into week 17. And here's uh, the the games that we'll be picking. Now, uh, this week, there aren't very many games. There's a whole bunch of games on Saturday, which is, which is today, if you're listening to this podcast, the day it comes out. Uh, so we're picking four games for set from Saturday, one from Monday. And uh, and that's that's what's going on this week. Yes, Abby has a question. Okay, I don't have a question. No, I just have something to say. Because you said about that Toronto game, and I was thinking about this, and I wanted to say it at some point. But the Spit and Chicklets podcast, I watched, I watched a video from the Spit and Chicklets podcast, and they were talking about how the Toronto Maple Leafs actually kind of suck this year mm-hmm. um, because they only have 15 regulation wins out of 24 wins only 15 of them have been in regulation right and i just wanted to point that out and and they've also had eight overtime mm-hmm. losses I so they're like, just hey guys guys toronto sucks so just, so just, if uh, toronto sucks yes i'm gonna say that <laughs> anyways but also another plug for if this league did the three two one zero point system i was just gonna toronto bring that up. would be like seventh in the atlantic Probably, probably. So, yeah. Anyways, that's all I have to say. Um, so here are the games we're picking this week. Um, Saturday, twelve uh, thirty game, uh, Boston at Philadelphia, and then uh, also Saturday, two p.m. game, Washington at Dallas, and then uh, the seven uh, two seven p.m. p.m. games. Uh, first of all, Toronto at Winnipeg, and then Montreal at Pittsburgh, uh, and then Monday night's game is Nashville at Ottawa. So being in first place, uh, I get to pick first. And so Boston at Philly is the first game on the list. I'm taking Boston in this game to win it five to two. Abby, who you got? I also have Boston by a score of three to one. Three to one. Andrew? Uh, Can you give me the teams again? Sorry. Boston at Philly. Afternoon Boston. Boston at Philly. Boston. I gotta go Boston, man. You can't, can't, can't do that. The Boston by a score of four two two. Okay. All I right. was nervous there for a second because I already wrote down Boston for you in my <laughs> pen because I knew, and then you were like hesitating, yeah, and I'm like, uh. you kidding me? All right, so we got Washington at Dallas, uh, the second game. This is a two p.m. afternoon game, uh, Eastern time. Actually, 1 p.m. in Dallas. So, uh, Washington at Dallas. I am picking Dallas to win this game 4-1. to one. Abby, who you got? Um, I'm going to pick Dallas. But I do have a question. Do you guys, did you guys watch Dallas hockey at all? Yes, a little bit. Okay. So, my favorite thing that has happened for the Dallas Stars in the past two weeks, both because I love it in real life and I love it in fantasy, is that Wyatt Johnston is now playing on the first line. And... um. Joe Pavelski has been bumped down, but I picked up Wyatt Johnson on my fantasy team when he was still playing on the third line. And 
now he's a first line forward, like producing so many points, and I'm just stoked about it. Anyways, that was random, but I needed to put that in there as well. Uh, I'm saying Dallas is going to win this game, and I think they're going to win four to three in overtime. Oh my goodness! They won four three in overtime yesterday against who are they even playing? Oh, I don't even remember. That's bad. That is Anyways, bad. but Thomas Harley, they're playing Anaheim. Duh, they're playing Anaheim. Um, Thomas Harley, watch out for that guy. He's gonna be great. Anyways, okay. he scored the overtime winner. Andrew, who's yeah. your who's your who do you have in this game? For Dallas, is that what the one we're doing? Washington right? at it's Dallas. Been so long. Yeah, I'm talking so much about Dallas. Washington Dallas. at Dallas. Dallas, thank you. Five to one. Is that what you said? Five to one. Yep. I make. I want to make sure I got the right Victory score there. Green, let's go. All right. <laughs> next. I want to see a game in Dallas, dude. <laughs> next game is Toronto at Winnipeg. Um, I have Winnipeg actually winning this game four to three in overtime. Andrew, who you got? Or uh, Abby, who you got? This is the exact same game we picked last time, except we're in Winnipeg. Right. Right. This is dumb. I'm gonna don't, say Winnipeg. Don't tell me again. it's dumb. It is dumb. I'm gonna say Winnipeg is gonna win four two because Toronto's a bunch of pretenders. Okay, Andrew, Winnipeg three two OT. Abby talking not, about how they haven't really won in overtime is something that I've, I don't right. know. They have so only won so in far overtime. we've all Toronto picked. Hasn't. So far we've all picked the same teams to win this That's game. That's what I'm saying. Someone's right. got to right. switch it up. Next game, Montreal at Pittsburgh. I have Pittsburgh winning this game 4 to 2. Abby, who you got? Trying to think. Abby? If, I, if I say Montreal. Abby. Who you got? It's Abby? in Pittsburgh. It's, it's on the it's on Abigail? the back end of a back-to-back too. And you, we all know what you think about back-to-backs. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I'll say Montreal. Good Lord, have mercy. Three to two in <laughs> overtime. All right. Pittsburgh, four to three in overtime. Ooh, four to three. OT, okay. Last game, Nashville at Ottawa. I have Ottawa winning this game 5-3. Abby? Nashville. Score? Uh, I'm thinking. Two to one. Okay, <laughs> listen, guys. We took a break from putting Nashville on the predictions, right? <laughs> we put them back on there. I I voted against them. I did get the correct score. We then week fifteen we we put them on there again. I picked against them. They won against the Islanders in week fifteen. Week sixteen, correct score against Florida. But it's Ottawa. It's Ottawa. I can't pick Ottawa, so I'm going Nashville five to two. Okay, all right. So let's recap it. Here we go. We've got Boston at Philadelphia. Everybody picked Boston. Andrew four to two. Abby three to one. Jim five to two. Washington at Dallas. Everybody picked Dallas. Uh, Andrew five to one. Abby four to three in overtime. Jim four to one. Toronto at Winnipeg. Everybody picked Winnipeg. Uh, Andrew three to two in overtime. Uh, Abby four to two. Jim four to three in overtime. Pittsburgh or Montreal at Pittsburgh. Uh, Andrew and Jim picked Pittsburgh. Andrew four to three in overtime. Jim four to two. And Abby picked Montreal three to two in overtime. Nashville at Ottawa. Jim has Ottawa winning five to three. Uh, Abby and Andrew have Nashville winning. Andrew five to two. Abby two to one. He's dying. Oh my goodness. Very nice. 
All right, go I, ahead. <laughs> I am confident. I am confident in that Nashville pick, and I am not normally confident. I'm confident sorry, in guys. Nashville pick too. Uh, also, Ottawa sucks. But. All, okay, so I, have, <laughs> so I have so many Ottawa players actually in fantasy. I have Claude Giroux on both I'm of sorry. my fantasy teams, and he's the actually he's actually really good for fantasy for whatever reason. He's he's pretty decent, and then I have Vlad. On one of my Vlad. teams, I forgot and Vlad I, was on I, Ottawa. Yeah, I forget he's on Ottawa too. And then I have Jacob Chikrin on another team. Anyways, or Jacob Chikrin. But I also have Nick Suzuki on my fantasy team. So, you know, Nick Suzuki's clutch. We'll go with it. I kind of like Nick Suzuki. He's probably the best thing that's ever happened to that Montreal team. Uh, cool Caulfield. Or okay, goal Caulfield. Goal. No, but I think this might be a hot take. I think Suzuki's. More vital to that team than Caulfield. No, I agree. That's why he's the captain. Also, I didn't realize until like just a little while ago that Suzuki was drafted by Vegas. Yeah, that's wild. They traded him for Max Pacioretty, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Who lasted how long in Vegas, and then got injured, and now then was in Carolina, and never even like played. No, he never laced him up for Carolina. That's I don't even know if he whip that out at your next cocktail party. And then now he's over there in Washington. Yeah, because I go to so many Washington. of them. Yeah, Paul Stastny he was under contract with the Carolina Hurricane. Hurricane's a legend, actually. Let's be honest here. Yeah, let's be honest. As, as much of a legend as Patrick Sharp is in Dallas. Dude, Patrick Sharp, legend. Patrick Sharp also played in Philadelphia. Did you know that? All right. I did I did know that. I did know that. Good. Good show, everybody. He's in he's in Philly's front office now. We we need to finish office. we need to finish uh wrapping up the the He did. He did all of them. I did all of them. You did them all? I did all oh, of yeah. them. See, okay, my bad. I thought Where you been? That's why I was waiting for you. This, this you is were dying. This is why yeah, you he don't said, He said I Nashville, choked on that last one. On on my Nashville 2 to 1 okay, he started dying yep. on his yep. on his uh, oh, Excuse me. He play, he played he played two seasons in Dallas. Over 100 games for Dallas. Patrick Sharp Patrick Sharp, yeah, 26, 15, 16, 16, 17. Did he? Played three years with Philly, the rest with Chicago. Yeah. Did he what retire did? from Dallas then? No, he, he went one year with Carolina. Are you playing the outro music? I am. Uh, Why? Because it's time to end. No, I it's been an it. hour and a half. I can't hear it either. Yeah, so what? It's been, we, we, I'm blocking we out the end outro music. So we, we did a small one, a, a short one last week, so we have to make it up this week. There's How about... I was going to say, oh... I think we should we should buy a trophy for the prediction contest. Okay, that would with be like sick. little plaques on it to put who won it when. And uh, I I sent you guys a link to it, so check it out. We should buy it's like sixty bucks or something, seventy bucks. It'll be fun. Okay, a little hockey guy on top. It has like nine, ten spaces where you can put little. That feels kind of like an investment that I don't want to make. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, All right. Wait, wait though. Wait though. I, this go, is, wait, we should go to a, like a thrift store and find a trophy with a little hockey guy. A bowl, or a bowling trophy. Or there you go. Trophy. Or a bowling, bowling trophy. Abundant. Unnecessarily huge. Yes. And, and we could have um, Abby just like in Sharpie mark the winners on there the you back. Go. <laughs> yeah. Or um, we can chisel it in like they do the Stanley Cup. Sorry, Abby, go ahead. <laughs> no, this isn't really that important. But I was thinking because we, we need to plug the PWHL, which apparently no, we people, don't. Are calling, people are calling it the P-Dub now, which I love. Oh, um, P-Dub. The Pete up, but um, so that was my I was listening. In high school. <laughs> okay, so I was listening to a, a Minnesota Wild podcast that had um, it's called Wild on Seventh. But anyways, is, they, is they interviewed a- they interviewed Taylor Heisey, 
and oh, nice. um, Grace Dumwinkle, who big Minnesota gals. They went to uh, University of Minnesota, and now they play for Minnesota and the Peter. Golden so. Gophers. Anyway, um, but they were talking to them, and apparently the Minnesota rain is what the the locker room wants them to call the PWHL Minnesota. They nice. I was talking Minnesota to a couple guys yesterday, and I was like talking about that, and I was like, they should just call them the Minnesota Hockey Club or the New York Hockey Club. I think that would be mm-hmm. so cool. And just like get like crests like the like the Premier League, mm-hmm. Premier League. I think it would be cool. Anyway. That would be really cool. The Minnesota rain. I like that. I think that yeah. has a nice and, flow to it. And they're purple. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. that's all, all right. that I wanted to say. Do the outro music. Dun, dun, dun. Did you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Pencil Stuff podcast. Make sure you check us out everywhere you can check us out uh, on Twitter, on, or excuse me, on X, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, email us at the Penguin Stuff or Pencil Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. Let's go, Pens. Let's go, Pens. Let's freaking go. Also, if you're interested in movies, I do a movie podcast with this guy called the Movie Minute Man Podcast. You can no, stop. You're not allowed to plug yourself. I can plug myself. What are you talking about? That's- you plug the P-dub. Yeah, but that's hockey.